Welcome to the One Question Podcast, brought to you by Wabi Sabi Studios. I'm your host, Michelle Cox, and I love having unlikely conversations on uncomfortable topics. It's a huge passion of mine, so much so that I wrote a few books a while back that challenge people's notion of living a life more unconventionally. This entire podcast stems around one question. If there was one topic you wish society would talk more about, what would it be? Now, generally, this is where I introduce a guest and get them to talk about the one thing that they want society to think differently about. But this episode is a solo episode where you get to hear me. What I've done is gone to you, my lovely listeners, and thank you so much for supporting me for the last couple of years. It's been wonderful. And I've asked you if there is one thing, if you had one question for me, what would that be? And I got an amazing response, but I'm going to tackle one of those questions today. I might do the others in future. And that was, how did I get here? How is it that I do what I do? And all the elements, um, this was a, a particular lady that follows me online And she said, I don't know you at all, but I've been following your um, socials for ages and I see that you do so many different things. And I'm curious how it is that you juggle the corporate turn creative and all the different elements that you seem to do every day. So what a great question. And it is something that I do get asked often, actually, how that I have been this corporate woman for quite a long time and I've run big businesses and now I do pottery and um, have a maker studio as well as things like this beautiful podcast and lots of other kind of creative endeavors as well. So how is it that I juggle them? What is it that I do? And what does my day look like? They're kind of the questions I get. So I thought I'd tackle that today because it's under that kind of premise that I really want to challenge people's notion that you don't have to work in one job nine to five, five days or seven days a week, as some of us do. You can, you know, live a little bit differently. You can um, live a fuller life and that doesn't have to be stuff out of work. Like work can be fulfilling and your job can bring you joy. And it's something that I've been passionate about most of my career. I have to love what I do. I'm lucky to work in tourism for 25 years. But it really is important for you, you know, we spend so much time of our life at work. So for me, it's really vital that we love what we do. And whilst now I can honestly say that I have like such an incredible life and my days are fulfilled and just give me so much joy and challenge and lots of different things going on. Um, They're not always easy, I must say, but it um, does bring me a lot of delight and It wasn't easy to get here. You know, I think I want to start with that is I've had to work to get here. And that's probably a key thing. You know, I've had to make sacrifices and I've had to give up stuff to be brave and make a leap of faith to uh, leave a high paying big executive job. That is one job that I was probably working 80 hours, 90 hours a week on to now do multiple jobs. So there was a process and uh, it has been a bit of a transition and it certainly didn't happen overnight. You know, in saying that, even though I worked a full-time job for a long time, I always had side hustles. So it's been a thing that I always kind of have a little creative endeavor on the side. And that kind of helps to fulfill my soul and to keep things interesting as well. And for me to use different parts of my brain, whether that's big picture thinking or whether it's, you know, a micro kind of element of running a small, tiny little business. So that's been a consistent thing in my life. And if you're able to do that or you have a desire maybe to have your own business, but you're too scared to 
do that big leap, then just start something on the side. And, you know, it might be after work, you've got to work on it or on weekends, but it's lovely. And it's amazing to see how passionate you'll get about that as well. It's really interesting. To give you a bit of an idea of what I do now, I have essentially 10 or over 10 streams of income, um, which some people give some slight anxiety. I mean, I can't say that any of them are passive, (laughs) maybe my shares and you know, some angel investing that I do in companies that would probably be more passive, but all the others, you know, I work in and do stuff for. So um, yeah, it's a lot, but um, I love it. So I sit on four boards, they're all paid boards, and that's, I've been on one of those, a government board uh, for over eight years. And then there's two that are also ASX listed boards. So they're pretty challenging and that's a lot of work, but it also is incredibly mentally stimulating as well. And I love the cut and thrust of business. And one of the other businesses I have is um, a potter. I make bespoke tableware sets for clients. And that just brings me so much joy and delight and feeds my soul. I've only been doing it for 18 months or so now. People ask me, well, why, if you love it so much, why don't you do that full time? And what I find is actually the diversity of what I do really fulfills me as, you know, a whole human, I guess. So I love the cut and thrust of business. I don't want to lose that. I love that kind of big picture, you know, I mean, sitting on an ASX board, there's a lot of stuff that happens and a lot of different complexities of things. Some of those companies have got thousands of staff. We've just recently done a capital raise for one, which was pretty intense. You know, I was a board member that sat on the due diligence committee And that was an intense process and that was a lot of extra work that I had to kind of factor in. You don't get paid extra for that on the board, just if anyone's interested to know. That's part of your kind of normal fees. Um, There's always additional committees or different things that I do with boards as well that you can't always kind of factor in or or diarize that. So you've got to kind of be pretty flexible um, with your um, daily life and what you do to fit that in as well. But that kind of mix of doing board stuff essentially in the morning and then being in my studio in the afternoon, you know, I'm sort of switching from left brain to right brain if you kind of read a bit about that sort of stuff. And it's really good for you. And, um, yeah, I've never been happier. So the other things I do, uh, so four boards, I own a boutique candle company. I've had that for six years with a girlfriend of mine. We make all those candles bespoke. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot of of hands-on work. I'm a potter, as I said. I have a maker's studio which is um, about three minutes from my home. So that's in Avalon. And that's where we have uh, four different makers that work out of there. So artists, some other ceramicists, metal worker, the candle makers, so, and me doing my pottery. And we have a beautiful little retail shop in the front and we sell our wares in the shop as well as um, we support a lot of other local businesses as well. And that, again, gives me lots of joy to support other artists and uh, makers, which, uh, you know, we all need to do more of. I've written a few books. Um, I get an income from those. Uh, I have obviously this podcast. I do some keynote speaking. I have several rental properties and, as I said, shares and sort of angel investing. So that's, yeah, there's over 10 streams there. That's what I fit in. Not every day, but in a week I would touch all of those elements in some way. Some might be only five or 10 minutes or a quick email. Some might be, you know, days of work. And when people ask me, how do I juggle everything? Well, one of the key things is you need to be bloody organized. (laughs) I can't live without my diary and I can't live without, I've got a really good memory, but I can't live without, you know, something being in my diary and keeping me on track and ensuring that I've got time to get to things and do stuff. 
And one of the things that's changed, obviously, in the last couple of years has been the ability to do a lot more stuff online, not having to travel because doing what I've done for many years, I've had to travel a lot and factor that in. And to me, that's always been a bit of lost time. I tend to listen to podcasts on uh, my driving uh, routes and stuff to the airport and things, but I would much rather, you know, dial into a, a call five minutes before than have to travel an hour and a half into the city to, you know, attend a meeting for two hours or whatever. So that's certainly changed my life and it allows people to understand that you're not just working from home or, you know, um, being a slack, <laughs> slacko. It's uh, actually you can use your time far more effectively if you are able to do things a bit remotely, which is great. I do work long hours. There's definitely, I'm not going to lie, but I love it. So to me, when it feeds your soul, you know, and all the things that I do challenge me and excite me and, you know, some of those I feel like I'm really contributing back to others that, you know, that's, you know, actually there's, I do mentoring. Obviously that's not paid, so I don't include, include that in my income. But I've had so many people do be so generous with their time and their information and their knowledge for me over the years that I do feel, you know, at this age and stage of my career that I have a duty to give that back. And so um, I, you know, assist a lot of people in business and, you know, it might be a short little call or an email or some connections or it might be full-fledged mentoring sessions over periods of months and, and years in some cases. So, again, sort of fitting that sort of stuff in is a lovely feeling, you know, when you're giving back to others, which is nice. So, yeah, working long hours, it's not – I'm not going to kid you that, you know, you can be free and do this. Well, you can. Like, you don't have to do all the stuff I do. <laughs> some people – can fit all that in and and do their kind of element in 10 hours a week and, you know, have other time that they feel that, you know, they want to have some downtime, that's up to them. So, you know, when I'm playing with clay and I'm making stuff for people or, you know, I might go, okay, today I'm going to just free flow and make some beautiful vases or do something a bit different and just let, let the clay go where I feel it needs to be. And that's almost like a moving meditation for me. So it really holds me in good stead as well. I do love automation, but I am not an automation queen like some of my dear friends are um, amazing at automation. I need to implement things a lot more, but I'm getting there. I don't have any real admin support or assistance with stuff, but I'm about to change that. So again, you know, recognizing, you know, I've learned now, I think that just because I can do some things doesn't mean I have to, or it's the best use of my time. So you know, if you can outsource stuff, you know, relatively cheaply, I'm always conscious of running these businesses. They're all little tiny businesses. So having been a person that's run big companies, I really look at the bottom line of stuff. And so when I first start up a business, I do everything. And that means, you know, everything from the social media stuff to photography through to, you know, the bookkeeping. Like I still don't have a bookkeeper for all my multiple companies. And uh, that is about to change, let me tell you, because uh, having doing my tax this year, sending it to my accountant, I kind of lost it and <laughs> just thought, enough, I can't do this anymore. And just realizing that, you know, whilst I can do it, it's not the best use of my time. So that is changing, which is great. Logistics play a really key part and kind of piecing things into your days. And so things like the board meetings, they are non-negotiable. You know, those meetings have to be locked in. I can't not attend those. I've got to work around those with everything else. And so I've got into a bit of a flow with stuff now. So a typical day for me, if you call it typical, I don't know if you'd call it typical, but anyway, might look like this. Uh, I guess if this is a day that I don't have a board meeting. So 
I'll sort of wake up and do emails and socials. I'm a bit of a night owl, so I'm not like other mates that get up at six or five. I'm lucky to be asleep by 11, maybe 12. So uh, yeah, I do my best work at night. I usually wake up at seven or so and do emails and a bit of social media at the start. I'll jump on my bike and, you know, then make some sort of really wholesome food. I've learnt over the years, and especially being a corporate, that you tend to put everyone else first, you know, whether that's your business or the company you work for or even your staff. I found, you know, running huge companies with hundreds and thousands of staff that um, I would often put them before my needs. And that really had an impact on my health. So now, you know, I exercise every morning. Uh, I ensure that I eat really well and that's made a big difference to my life as well. And also for your, you know, brain power, you know, with all the stuff I'm doing and all the things going on, like I really need to be alert and need to be switched on. And so your food really helps with that. And I giggle with my husband. He's a mad car fanatic and he would never put the wrong fuel in his car. And yet every now and then he gets a little bit antsy when I spend a lot of money at um, the organic grocers <laughs> and I'm like, hang on a minute, this is your fuel for your body. And this, I see that as an investment versus us paying hospital bills or, you know, we're very healthy people. So, you know, trying to get him to understand that how important that is. Then after, you know, feed myself, I generally uh, might do some board work, whether that's I have to read things, do emails, there's always sort of something going on for all the different boards and then might do some admin. So that could be for any of the businesses. I might do a podcast interview. I might be interviewed for someone else's podcast and then I'll do a bit more sort of social media stuff. And the interesting thing for me has been a shift in social media where, you know, I used to use it for personal reasons and, you know, be on there and kind of waste time, I guess. Now I'm quite deliberate about using social media for it is, you know, for my job and for my work and profile and things like that. So I'm a lot more aware of how much time I spend on that and that kind of work focus. And then, you know, after lunch, I would head to the studio. Um, So that's Atelier 9 uh, in Avalon. Every single day is different there or time that I spend there. In terms of pottery, I might be throwing something or hand building. I might be glazing a piece or trimming. I could be packing orders for pottery or for candles and um, dealing with customers in the shop. So it's quite varied. Again, there's lots of sort of stuff that go on, you know, goes on in the studio all day. And I would generally be there till probably seven o'clock at night. And again, because I just get in the zone, they say that, you know, once you love something and you're in a flow state, like that means it's just feeding your soul, right? So I can just waste a ton of time wasting time. I'm making things. I'm working. So, uh, but it is it is lovely to you know recognize that and and feel the fact that actually what I do every day in the studio is something I genuinely love. So that makes a big difference. But so that's kind of a typical day if you call it that. In amongst all that, there'll be multiple calls and different things going on as well and organizing stuff. But um, if I have a board meeting, that will be a half day for some of those. Some will be a full day. Some will require travel. So, um, you know, I might have to head, uh, might take two days out to do that. And then there's other stuff that sort of happens as well. Like literally this week, I'm about to run a workshop with a masterclass of an incredible, he's actually my mentor, a potter. Uh, Malcolm Greenwood and I'm running a workshop for five days uh, for other people so I'm the organizer of that working with Malcolm and um, so that's taken a ton of work to put all that up and and got it you know get it ready for everyone to arrive this week so that's a whole other gamut of stuff I think the other kind of element for people is 
you know, find things that you really love and just start to step into that. And as I say, you know, I said right at the start, it might be something that's a little project and a little hobby on the side and then it grows and turns into something magical or a business or actually just something that you really gives you joy or just gives you stress relief. That's literally how I started pottery. I did classes and I went for six weeks. It was every Tuesday night, you know, two hours. And um, I wanted to learn how to make my own dinner set. I started with that intent. I had no intent to make stuff to sell or to create a maker studio or to buy a wheel. That was never, ever in my mind I started. And here I am, you know, now I make dinner sets that are like 58 pieces for people or, and it just makes me so happy to see that people sitting around the table with their friends and family and they get to eat off plates that I've made out of love. And yeah, it's really fulfilling. But equally, you know, when I sit around a board table and we're making, you know, some pretty big strategic decisions for a business and it's, you know, going really well or, you know, we're changing things and progressing in a different direction, that brings a lot of joy to me as well. So my advice to you is to yeah, find stuff that you love and um, just take baby steps and see where it leads. But be brave. You know, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, then um, have a crack at some other things and don't don't put any expectations on it. Just give it a little go and see where it takes you from there. So thank you so much for the question and I uh, hope that's given you a little bit of insight into um, how I got here, the uh, corporate turn creative. And before I go, I'd just like to say again, thank you so much for listening. You know, it really means a lot. And if you have an opportunity, if you love the episodes and everything I'm doing, please rate, review, and you can always email me and give me some topics. If there's anyone you think I should interview, um, a great topic that you would love to hear about, that you want me to find someone in that topic, please let me know. Um, hit me up and you can catch me on socials, michelle.j.cox at Instagram and uh, Facebook or at Wabi Sabi series. And I'll look forward to being in your ears again real soon. Bye for now. <laughs>